you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. That's right. Welcome to the Press Zone. We're so glad to have you here with us today. I am your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And I'm joined each and every week by my wonderful co-host, the founder of Rocket Sports Media and our editor-in-chief, Mr. Rick Stevens. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's a lovely, balmy 11 degrees in Montreal, Um, you know, for an October 20th. Not a bad day, but I hear... Through the grapevine that in my hometown, uh, there's already snow on the ground. Just be quiet. Shh. It's like 73 here today. It's, what? I know. It's, I don't know. It's silly. Like, be autumn. It should be in the 50s, 60s. Not too cold. Had a little touch of frost the last few days. Yeah. First one. Just very light. Nothing too serious. But you just keep that S word out of here. I think Thunder Bay had their touch of frost back in. (laughs) No, seriously, I think they had the end of August. There was a a frost warning. Come on. I'm serious. Yeah. It was like a hundred (laughs) here. I couldn't do that. Winnipeg's the same. I couldn't. Short growing season. I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You have to be committed as gardeners. Very committed. See, or, or you'll be committed. Or, well, you'll be committed one way or not, yeah. another. See, here in the Mid-Atlantic, I, the seasonality here, like you get, it's it's like you truly get three months of spring, three months of summer, three months of autumn, three months. Like you get very almost even seasons. So you can really enjoy each season. See, see I, I got like you that. talking weather. This is bad. I know every Canadian every day talks weather, and you can you can enjoy your status as an honorary Canadian Thanks. because you're talking weather. Because I'm talking weather. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mother is an honorary Canadian because she talks about the weather <laughs> all the time. Really? <laughs> she does. Mm. She likes the weather. <laughs> well, she's worldly, you know. She is. She is. We just want to say hello to our our worldly uh, listeners who mm-hmm. are joining us from around the world, uh, and uh, we've we've heard that that uh, some some listeners from the Canadians Connection. That's our podcast focused on the Montreal Canadians that uh, I do every Saturday with Joseph Whalen. Uh, that some of those listeners, the Canadians Connection listeners, have migrated and Ooh. found found the press zone and have been enjoying it. So welcome, uh, hello to Dino and others, and and uh, hey, folks are around the Ottawa area. Um, and uh, we're happy that uh, you've joined us. And and uh, if you're listening, do the same thing and and share um, share this podcast with uh, fellow. 
hockey fans. Um, we focus here on both the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers organization, and and we focus on prospects um, throughout all junior leagues and and through the college ranks and over in Europe. Absolutely, and we bring you uh, news from across the AHL and the ECHL. Um, so. Um, it's a great resource. We also uh, have an abundance of exclusive interviews and, and guest appearances that come on the show. Uh, last week, uh, the Can- uh, Canadians fans, well, and actually Flyers fans probably enjoyed it as well because Bobby Farnham played for the Devils for quite a while. And so Flyers fans would have gotten pretty well acquainted with Bobby Farnham during his tenure there. We had an exclusive interview with Bobby Farnham last week. Uh, this week... We have another special guest. We teased this last week that mm-hmm. we will have a special guest. And after we get through our first segment where we're going to break down some of the most recent news coming out of the Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers organization, uh, in our second segment, we are going to be joined uh, gracious to give us a little bit of his time. Uh, we are going to be joined by uh, Montreal Canadiens goaltender Charlie Lindgren today. Mm, looking forward to that. Absolutely. We're going to catch up with Charlie, find out how the offseason's going for him, uh, hear about what life in the bubble was like and 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 being there and, and participating in that playoff run with the Montreal Canadiens and, and what his focus is uh, and, and how he's doing in this offseason uh, in this pandemic era. So looking forward to that. So, As Rick said, be sure you're sharing this podcast with all of your hockey friends. They're not going to want to miss it. Uh, And then, of course, in our third segment, after we get done talking to Charlie Lindgren, we're going to just go beyond the AHL. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Doc Emmerich hanging up the microphone. Uh, that announcement coming this week, as well as uh, the release of the World Junior schedule. Yes, we do have dates and times now for who's playing whom and when. And there is a big change this year uh, that we're going to talk about. And of course, there's a feel-good finale. And it's a good one this week. I like it a lot. So, not going to want to miss a bit of it. Not going to want to miss a bit. All right. So, I guess we will kick things off with a little bit of Flyers news. We have two little pieces of of Philadelphia Flyers news. Um, One of them uh, is the Flyers have inked their second entry-level contract uh, for this offseason so far. Uh, If you remember, we spoke about the fact that Zade Wisdom, their fourth-round selection, uh, signed his entry-level deal already, and now that's been followed up with the club's first round pick, and that is Tyson Forster, has signed his three-year entry-level contract. Uh, Remember, he was taken in the first round. Uh, He's a right winger who's uh, currently playing with the Barry Colts in the OHL. Um, He's 6'2", 194 pounds, and uh, pretty good that uh, we have another ELC signed for the Flyers. It is, and um, Fletcher said that... uh, just spoke very positively about him, his his um, attributes, his self awareness, and I think uh, mentioning that first up. Now he he said he'll be working on the things he need to improve, things he needs to improve. Uh, not mentioning any of those, we know it's no secret that skating is an issue, uh, but mentioning self awareness right up front makes uh, gives us a hint that. That Tyson is aware of those uh, of, of that issue and and that he needs to uh, work on it. And it, fortunately, it's something that uh, 
you know, without the uh, the Barry Colts, uh, um, uh, without the OHL uh, being in in play right now, it's something he can work out on his own, and and then uh, perhaps uh, he might be ready for the AHL when the the Phantoms get underway um, later this year. Absolutely, you know it's it's interesting what you just mentioned the OHL not being uh, in play right now, and we've talked about on on previous episodes about how um, there was looking like there was going to be some pretty extreme mitigation efforts if if uh, Ontario was going to allow hockey to come back. I know Rick, you had mentioned uh, the the health minister had talked about things like no checking, uh, no face offs, uh, ways to keep people. Uh, apart. Well, we should mention, uh, interestingly enough, over the weekend, it came out that Yale University has has had um, pretty similar mitigation techniques and efforts for their hockey team. Uh, only five guys allowed in the weight room at a time, no body checking, et cetera, et cetera. And um, things got shut down for them for Yale over the weekend because I believe 18 out of 19 of their players came down with COVID. So I don't think so. I mean, now, granted, that's in a college campus, so I'm sure there's plenty of other exposure going on. But um, that's a that's you're looking at a league that also had the no body checking and things like that and things still spread around. So we'll have to wait to see what happens with the OHL and and other leagues um, going forward. Uh, the other piece of Flyers news that we should mention, this is a, you know, this is a happy bit of news that I think following on the heels of of wanting Oscar Lindblom to to get better and heal um, and being so happy to see him coming back and, and being able to play. Nolan Patrick takes a, a close second to that with this migraine disorder that he's been dealing with. Uh, we haven't seen him play in a full season. Uh, and so his... Um, ELC ended and uh, the Flyers announced that Nolan Patrick did in fact accept his qualifying offer. Uh, So we still don't know when for sure we're going to see Nolan Patrick back on the ice, but good to see that things keep progressing with him and that that means his contract runs through the 2021 season. Um, And uh, hopefully he can get back into uh, playing shape pretty soon. We we sometimes forget that he was a second round pick in 2017, and with the the top five uh, picks from that draft already having an impact in the NHL, Nico Heischer, um, Heiskanen from Dallas, uh, Kale McCarr in Colorado, uh, Patterson in in Vancouver, um, the the Flyers would love to have their their first round pick their number two overall, overall pick, yeah. uh, in in the in the lineup, and uh, hopefully he'll get that chance now. Um, you know, not much uh, for him to do but accept the offer. He yeah. <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> couldn't argue that. Not and much negotiating room. There. No, <laughs> um, but le- let's hope that he gets a chance to to play very very soon. Absolutely, it was uh, interesting on on um, our friends over at Snow the Goalie, another Flyers podcast that uh, has graciously uh, had us on as a guest occasionally um, to talk about the Flyers. They had, uh, in a few weeks ago, they had an interview with Keith Primo, um, and they talked about Nolan Patrick. And I, I need to actually go listen to the full episode. I just I just saw bits and pieces of this 
kind of flying around on social media, but um, Keith Primo was talking about, you know, all of the options for Nolan Patrick going forward and so forth. And I, and I, I think Keith Primo probably rocked the boat a little bit when he said, well, retirement is also might have to be something he has to consider, you know, if those, if the, if the migraine disorder doesn't, doesn't um, improve. And so surely that's not uh, the path that we want to see Nolan Patrick go down. Um, leave it to Keith Primo to stir the pot a little stir bit. Stir the pot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, so, and Canadians fans will be stirring the pot if I don't acknowledge that, yes, the 2017 draft is important for the Canadians too with Ryan Paling, who let's see if he uh, gets a spot in the lineup next year in the fourth line and the number 13 pick of that draft, although not picked by the the Canadians, picked by the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Nick Suzuki and coming over in the Max Pacioretty trade and, and seems to be the heir apparent to the number one um, center position for the Canadians. All right. I think so we've reviewed the, the 2017 the, the, draft and everybody's happy. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to switch gears and talk about the Montreal Canadiens for a bit anyway. So we uh, we just talked about how Tyson Forster signed his ELC. Well, the Canadians uh, have an e- had an ELC of their own to announce, uh, and that actually just happened today. Uh, three-year entry-level contract was signed for first-round selection defenseman Caden Gooley today. Nice. Uh, and, uh, not, you know, not, not a surprise there. Um, n- needs to, they need to, to go ahead and, and uh, be signing their, their uh, top picks. Um, and th- there seems to be uh, a lot of enthusiasm about this, this particular pick. There was a couple of different ways that the Canadians uh, could have gone, and especially with it being a forward-heavy uh, draft. It was a bit of a surprise that they picked a defenseman, but um, we're hearing pretty good reviews for uh, Caden Gooley. It's it's the other picks that uh, uh, Luke Tuck seemed to have been a bit of a reach, and and uh, over and over and over on the the uh, the uh, um, reviews of the draft, uh, his name keeps coming up as as one of the picks that uh, went a little too soon. Um, but uh, lots of lots of positive feeling about Caden Gooley. Absolutely. Uh, he uh, played last season with the Prince Albert Raiders in the WHL. Um, and uh, his no, interest, uh, his entry-level contract does also include a signing bonus um, as well as performance bonuses. Uh, so he's got some, some potential things to work towards there for Mr. Caden Gooley. Although Cat Friendly, uh, the the very uh, keen eye of of Cap <laughs> folks at uh, Cap Friendly noticed that uh, the bonus was uh, five thousand dollars less than what is usually uh, offered for uh, a, a pick of that cho- of of that level. So, mm. uh, and they were wondering, you know, what mm. why and 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 what kind of impact that, that savings would have. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. Counting pennies, mm. counting pennies. Apparently. Oh wait, you don't have pennies anymore. So. <laughs> but they're paid in U.S. funds. So. Okay, so they are counting pennies. Yeah. They are, but they're not. It's confusing. Could you go? Could you guys just go back to having pennies? Um. Also, uh, in in case uh, you did miss this this news, we had uh, talked about this uh, last week that it was a possibility that the rumors were flying around that uh, Kakiyemi might be loaned overseas and that surely uh, ended up happening he's been loaned to hcs sat 
um, in the Finnish Liga for the start of the 2021 season. Um, but he is, Kakinami is expected to report to Canadians training camp whenever that actually is determined to to be happening. So, um, Rick, it seems like Kakinami is probably pretty happy to be playing um, and and have the opportunity to kind of get a, a, a little tune-up and a little warm-up before the NHL season happens whenever that's able to occur. Yeah, just continue the the good momentum that he had. He, um, you know, when he was performing as well as he did, one of the, the best players for the Canadians in the return to play and the playoffs, um, best forwards that is, um, uh, you know, he'll, he'll want to continue that on and he'll be able to do that uh, in his uh, in his hometown. Now, last week, last weekend in particular, seemed to be, my goodness, it was soap opera drama land in Montreal Habs Twitter um, because every other second it was, oh, talks have broken down with Brendan Gatt. No, wait, no, they're all good. No, no, nope, they're not talking again. And then, and it sounded like just doom and gloom and everyone <gasps> clutching their pearls. And then, oh, the Canadians signed him for six years. Well, so I guess everything was fine. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Twitter isn't real life. And, and, no. and uh, so people maybe not familiar with the whole negotiation process, you could see that this was um, Montreal, uh, Montreal Canadiens general manager Mark Bergevin came out first and um, in a, in an, a, a news a press conference that wasn't related to that issue. He he mentioned that um, the players were going to have to uh, maybe take less um, because mm-hmm. of the new reality in Montreal and uh, uh, this year and especially next year, and um, and just kind of a shot across the bow. And that was his uh, negotiating volley saying. Uh, listen, um, you're going to have to um, reduce your expectations. And and that message was interpreted to be going out to Brendan Gallagher and Phil Deneau and and anyone else that was uh, going to be um, negotiating a contract. And there was a little pushback, as <laughs> as uh, agents know uh, they can do. Jerry Johansson, a very uh, uh, experienced a- agent, and he just let it lo- let let it uh, be known that uh, talks had broken off. And then you got the fan reaction pushing back on the organization that. Brendan Gallagher is not a player we can do without, so you have to uh, re-sign him. And and it's it, it's just a little game play between the agent and the general manager, and no harm done. And and then uh, uh, the contract was signed shortly after that. Absolutely, and fans I think across the board were were happy to see Gallagher get a long term deal. Um, and it seems that Gallagher is pretty happy to. To stick around as well. Interesting, you know, he he did mention I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have signed for this kind of length of time if I didn't think that this team could win a cup. Um, so we'll see uh, with all of the moves that have been made this year. Um, we'll we'll see what kind of momentum uh, they can start to build once the season finally gets underway. Uh, speaking of contract extensions, there was another one that was signed last week, and that was, um, we should mention uh, that uh, Jake Allen was signed to a two-year extension as well. Um, so that's 
going to take him with the Canadians now till the end of the 22-23 season. Um, and so uh, it looks uh, for now that there's, um, we've mentioned this before, that there's more than a few goaltenders in the depth chart on the Canadians, mm-hmm. uh, in the Canadians organization. And uh, we'll have to see how all of that's going to play out. Now, it was thought that the Canadians were looking for, um, especially when when trading, they were, one of their requirements was a, a goaltender that was on a, had one more year left in his contract to then clear the way for Caden Primo. Now, when, when this uh, contract extension for Jake Allen came out, many said, ah, I know what this is all about. It's about Vegas. Uh, sorry, uh, not Vegas, Seattle, Seattle. The other expansion <laughs> the team, other, the new the, expansion the team. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Mark Bergevin basically said not so fast. Could work out that way. It could work out that, that Seattle, uh, they'll have to expose a goaltender. It, it, uh, it could have been uh, Michael McNiven, um, but uh, now it can be Jake Allen, and, and perhaps uh, Seattle will take a Jake Allen. However, for the Canadians, in their planning, in their succession planning, uh, Mark Bergevin said he had a conversation with Stefan Waite, the goaltending coach, and uh, they just want to give Caden Primo a little bit more time in the AHL. And, and we it, that matches with something we've said for mm-hmm. a long time, that uh, one more year uh, may not be enough for Caden Primo, especially if it's a, a shortened year uh, because of the right. pandemic. So... Um, give him more time, let him develop, uh, give him all kinds of experience. And, and uh, um, while he's, he's doing that in the AHL, Jake Allen is able to back up Carey Price. Seems uh, logical to me, and, and that's why the, uh, the primary reason why the contract extension was signed. Absolutely. So that catches you up on all of the latest roster news, basically. The, at this time of the year, roster news is kind of the big news for, for any of the NHL organizations. Uh, and so we'll keep you updated on uh, those kinds of changes and, and things that move around, all the pieces as they kind of fit into the puzzle as they continue to happen. Uh, right now, however, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're actually going to continue this segment in the in the in the next segment. When we come back after this commercial break, we're going to sit down with an exclusive one-on-one interview with goaltender Charlie Lindgren and see how he's doing in this offseason. Don't go anywhere. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. 
if you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. Welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined once again by my fabulous co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, If you're a Flyers fan and you'd like to follow our Flyers coverage, we've got an account for you as well. Be sure you're following us at the Flyers Report. And believe it or not, you can also follow this podcast on Twitter. We have an account for you there as well, at The Press Zone. So, at the AHL Report, at the Flyers Report, at The Press Zone. Be sure you follow, um, give us a retweet once in a while, or just even uh, give us a shout out. And uh, if you have a question or a comment or suggestion and you just want to talk about hockey, be sure you reach out to us right there on social media. Well, here at the Press Zone and Rocket Sports Media, we are certainly very proud to welcome our next guest to the show. He's actually technically, this is not the first time he's appeared on the airwaves for one of the Rocket Sports Media podcasts, uh, but it is the first time that he's appearing here on the Press Zone with Rick and myself. A big Rocket Sports Media welcome to Charlie Lindgren. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, thank you. Doing great, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, I guess let's. The first thing we want, we really want to ask you is, um, we're going to go backwards a little bit to summertime, which you know, in this crazy 2020 year that we're having, should have been, uh, you know, August should have been a, a time of relaxation. Instead, you were inside the bubble in Toronto with the Canadians in uh, in the postseason. Can you just briefly describe, um, as far as um, life inside the bubble, what was that experience like for you? You know, being in Toronto, the 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 amenities that you had, and and just being there with the team 24 seven. And, and experiencing that NHL bubble. Yeah, I mean it was um, it was obviously different. You know, we uh, we all went to training camp in Montreal, and um, you know, going into the summer, you kind of once the season got paused, you kind of knew it was a, a possibility that uh, uh, the season would start back up. And um, when we found out that we were getting the playoffs, uh, obviously just was super excited. And then um, you know, everyone had to kind of work out the fine details, but. Um, yeah, had uh, a couple good weeks in Montreal for training camp, and then you know being able to experience the playoffs and what that's all about, and the intensity and and the pressure. I mean, being able to see all that firsthand was uh, was truly incredible. I mean, it was everything that it's been uh, cracked up to be, and uh, you know I, I felt very fortunate to be there, and especially with such a great group of guys. I mean, everyone in that room is is um, really amazing. I mean, and then you know winning against Pittsburgh in that first series. I mean, I don't think anyone had us winning. And the fact that we hmm. we went in there and got that done, that was uh, that was truly special. 
couple questions before we leave the bubble. Uh, one is about your uh, return to play stash that you seem pretty proud of. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and oh, the yeah. other, the other yeah. I guess, is just uh, you had mentioned intensity. What's, it, what's a playoff game without fans uh, like? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll start with the, the stash. I mean, I got the stash going in, in February, and um, it was just something I felt really good about. You know, I, I had some confidence with it. I thought I looked pretty good with it. <laughs> and I kind of I kind of let it roll. So, I mean, even when I got home from the pod, I still had the stash going and then uh, kept it through plants. And I actually, unfortunately, got rid of it um, probably oh. about two weeks ago now. So, yeah, I know. Oh. Being boring. So, <laughs> uh, but it was, it's fun. I might go back to it eventually. We'll see. Uh I guess we got Movember uh, uh, coming up here, so maybe mm-hmm. get it going then. But, it, was, uh, it was a very good Western uh, look for you. I know. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was great. And then uh, what was the other question again? Sorry. Uh, just about uh, what it was like being in, you said there was playoff intensity, but uh, what it was oh, like yeah, playing without yeah. the fans there. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's a really good question. I think, you know, a lot for a lot of guys, I mean, I think everyone was kind of curious on what, uh, playing without fans would look like, um, and if the intensity would still be there. And um, I think even, you know, everyone watching on TV, there's just no doubt that uh, that intensity was, was fully real. Everyone was fully invested, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, um, I think in that room, I mean, it was truly a, a brotherhood, and everyone, you know, we wanted to play uh, as long as we could together. And I think that that's what kind of pushes through Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, Gary standing on his head was, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that helps. <laughs> I mean, he just uh, was was next level, which I think everyone kind of expected that. But, um, yeah, it, uh, when I say intensity, I mean, I really mean it. That was uh, some of the best hockey that I've ever, I've ever seen. Mm. So, um, I, with with the return to play, there was uh, expanded rosters, and and um, in the the talk about next season, some of the GMs have been talking about both a compressed schedule and and maybe the need for um, an expanded roster. Is that something that uh, you think would be helpful, or 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 you'd like to be a part of in and with an expanded roster, maybe a three teams carrying three goaltenders? Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to be a part of uh, the NHL. I mean, that's that's my goal. Um, but yeah, it's you know, I haven't seen too much of what the NHL is trying to do yet. But um, you know, they're going to find a way, just like they did for the bubble this summer, to <clears throat> find a way to get it done. And um, yeah, if that takes a condensed schedule and expanded play or expanded roster, I mean, that's. That's gonna that's gonna be what it takes to get it done. That's what the GMs are gonna want to do. Um, you know, as you guys know, it's it's just such a, a weird world we're living in right now, and everyone just gotta kind of adjust to it, and adapt. So, with that being said, now that you're home, uh, and it's you know, oddly, we're in the middle of October, and it's officially now the off season, <laughs> which is a little yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, given all yeah. of that, what uh, what does your off season training look like right now? What's what's your focus during this downtime? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird being home in the fall and seeing the leaves changing and all, and being around for uh, hunting. I mean, just I've never been a part of that. And um, I started training probably about a month ago. I probably took a couple weeks off after the bubble and got after it. 
Uh, I've been in the gym for about a month and then, um, uh, been skating for the last two or three weeks. So, you know, it's, for me, it's business as usual and I'm just getting back to work and, you know, uh, for me, it's put myself in as good of a situation as I can going into next year. Um, have you been training, um, on ice training, uh, on your own or, you know, I know that Ryan Paling is, uh, in, in your area or Jake Edinger. Have you, have you yep. been teaming up with other NHLers? Yeah, I have been, um, I've been doing a, a couple of different skates. Um, I was doing a skate up in Blaine, Minnesota the last couple of days. <clears throat> and there's a few NHLers that are, that are participating there. And then, um, done a skate and, uh, and, Breck, which is about 15 minutes from my home with some other NHLers. So, you know, the good thing about Minnesota is there's NHL talent all over the place and it's, you know, everyone's always looking for a goalie. So, um, that definitely helps. Uh, you talk about uh, NHLers, and and there's been uh, a lot of movement uh, in the off season, particularly with uh, with goaltenders, and it's a bit of a goaltender carousel. It's been described as with, um, you know, some some uh, goaltenders who are going to be wearing some new sweaters that are going to be tough for uh, fans to, to see. Um, you know, Lung, Lundqvist and Holtby, and and what are you thinking of all this uh, this movement? Uh, with respect to goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely crazy. I don't remember a, a free agency or a summer, fall, whatever you want to call it, uh, like this before. I mean, it's, you know, think about Henrik Lundqvist in a Capitals uniform. I just, yeah. That's weird. It's very hard. It's very hard <laughs> to comprehend. It's just, um, but, you know, you, you see the, you, you saw the names that uh, were free agents this summer. I mean, it's just, uh, it was a really good crop of goalies. And, you know, I just like I said, I don't remember it ever being like this, and uh, a lot of a lot of guys found new homes. So um, definitely weird. You mentioned that uh, you know it's it's strange to be uh, home during during this season, and in fact that you're not used to being around for for hunting season and so forth. So um, just want to ask a how the how how your family's doing and how you're doing and and the fact that you are home during this this time is has got to, as weird as it is uh i imagine that you're you're taking full advantage of it at the same time yeah i mean um you know i've been fortunate uh that my family and friends have all been healthy and safe um my brother got covid a few weeks ago but he he fully recovered and uh, so that's a good thing. I mean, whenever you see someone get, uh, you know, test positive, you obviously you get a little nervous, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he pulled through and he's, he's fully healthy now. So that's good. And, uh, obviously I hope the same to your family, try everyone staying safe and healthy. Um, especially at a time right now, it's just super important, uh, for prayers and, and well wishes. Um, and then, yeah, your next question about, uh, being around for fall. Um, it's been, it's been honestly really nice. Um, you know, talking about playing golf when the leaves are changing. I just don't remember ever, <laughs> ever doing that. It's just, it's really crazy. Cause you just, usually you're, you're full go into hockey season there. Uh, and then being able to, to go hunting and spend time hunting with my grandpa and brother. Uh, I mean, this is my first year hunting in general. Um, but wow. yeah, being able to experience that with, uh, you know, my 81 year old grandpa and, and my brother, oh. uh, it's, it's really been a joy. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of new opportunities to do a lot of, a lot of new things. So, and then on top of that, you know, summer can get, uh, uh, here in Minnesota, it can get pretty, pretty warm. So 
Uh, the weather now has been pretty mild, and we've been able to kind of go outside uh, and, and take full advantage of the outdoors, which has been awesome. I love hearing the story, uh, that, you know, that you're getting to go uh, hunting with your grandfather and so forth. Now, it's funny how in such a, a terrible year with this pandemic that 2020 has been, uh, there's there's ways to find blessings in what's happened as well, which I think is is pretty neat. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't ask us how we've how we done so far, though. <laughs> we won't ask. We not won't a lot ask. of success yet. Not a lot of success yet, but it's still time to be had. So, but it's honestly, it's been super fun. Now, some of the listeners may not know that it's a real. The Lindgren family is a real hockey family, and and Ryan with with yeah. the Rangers. But Andrew um, is uh, also a goaltender, and he had a pretty good season. Um, his senior season with uh, with St. John's Division Division Three NCAA yeah. hockey. Um, but I think yep. I think back to uh, there was a game in February at the Bell Center, and that picture of of you and Ryan uh, taken together that really must have been a special <laughs> moment. Honestly, it was incredible. I mean, that and my dad was there to see it. Uh, my girlfriend's there to see it, and um, yeah, I mean that's that's what we worked so hard for is to be able to, to share moments like that together and. Uh, obviously, I didn't get to play. I wasn't on the ice, but um, you know the fact that I was wearing that Montreal Canadiens uniform and he was wearing the Rangers uniform during the same same game was uh, was you know one of the best feelings ever. That's for sure. So have um, have you started uh, ordering new gear, a new mask, um, and uh, whatever mask uh, that you order, is it going to have that same uh, phrase on the back? Uh, I will persist until I succeed. It, it, you know, there's always uh, challenges. There's always uh, adversity in uh, for athletes in sports, and it seems that phrase seems to uh, power you through all the difficult times. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, definitely a phrase that I'm going to keep with me. Uh, you know, I will persist until I succeed. I mean, that, uh, that's something that really resonates with me, um, you know, especially right now and in, in the situation I'm in. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I still feel blessed to be in the situation I'm in. I'm still in a good situation. I'm still young. I'm still getting better. And, you know, I think uh, my best my best days still lie ahead. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely hungrier than ever. And, uh more ready to, to prove people wrong. So um, when I say I'm excited for next year, I, I definitely need it. Excellent. Well, we are excited that you uh, were gracious enough, as you always are with your time, to take some time out of your <laughs> off season today to come on and, and talk with us. We really, we really appreciate it. And I should say that you were gracious, well, you were gracious yeah. a couple of weeks ago to uh, on our other uh, Rocket Sports podcast, the Canadians Connection. We were celebrating our hundredth uh, show, hundredth uh, episode, and <laughs> you, you gave a shout out. So thanks very much for that too. Absolutely. Well, you guys have always been extremely first class and uh, I always enjoy talking to you both. So um, you guys are the best. Well, we uh, we feel the same and I have to say, you know, we, uh, you know, your mom and dad did a great job raising all of you. Uh, you're constant, <laughs> yes, profes- constant professional, um, both on and off the ice. And we, we really appreciate you being here. Um, and of course, we will catch up with you again soon. Absolutely. And thank you guys. And make sure you guys stay safe. You too. Thank Same you. to you. Don't go anywhere. When we get back after this short commercial break, we are going to go beyond the AHL with some more news. So don't go away. We'll be back right after this. 
For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And I'll remind you one more time to be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report or at the Flyers Report. Uh, Rick, I think first of all, before we get into our Beyond the AHL segment, we just want to say a sincere thank you one more time to Charlie Lindgren for joining us today. Uh, you know, he's in the middle of an offseason, enjoy, as he said, enjoying the first autumn offseason that he's ever That's had. Right and uh, was gracious enough to take some time to catch up with us today. And it was, it was great to talk to him. Really great to talk to him. Um, listen, all players have some uncertainty built into this, what's happening with this season, when it's going to start, um, you know, what the roster is going to look like, all of the, and what the schedule is going to look like, all of those things. With Charlie Lindgren, there's going to be added uncertainty uh, given um, he doesn't have a clear role with, with this organization right now, given the number of goaltenders. And uh, let's hope that's sorted out for him because he's uh, a talented athlete. He um, has faced every challenge. Um, he's done everything that the organization has asked of him. And on top of all that, he's just uh, a, a down-to-earth good person. And, that uh, he is. <laughs> so we want to see good things happen for him. We do. So uh, sending our best wishes to Charlie Lindgren uh, that uh, 
he and his family stay healthy and safe and that he has a good off-season in training. We turn now to go beyond the AHL. And the first thing that we're going to mention, um, I think probably everyone in the hockey world is, has heard by now that Doc Emmerich uh, announced his retirement this week. Uh, I think it kind of came as a, I, I don't know about you, but it came as a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting Doc to hang up the microphone uh, quite yet. Um, but it's certainly the end of an era in in hockey broadcasting. Um, the Flyers have Bill Meltzer on the Flyers website. Our our, our good friend Bill Meltzer, who's who's been on the show uh, quite a few times, uh, has a great article on the Flyers website. I encourage you to read it called Doc's Philadelphia Story. Um, a lot of people may not be aware that Doc Emmerich got his first opportunity to be. Um, an NHL play-by-play broadcaster in Philadelphia uh, after he got done doing uh, broadcasting work with the AHL's main Mariners, um, which at the time was the Flyers farm team, uh, that Emmerich then came and worked as a broadcaster for Prism, which was um, the the local sports uh, network that Ed Snyder had started back in the 70s. Uh, and so Doc Emmerich, uh, many times alongside Bill Clement, who still does uh, broadcasting for the Flyers organization, uh, kind of got his start uh, in the building where Gene Hart, uh, you know, of course, reign, reign king. Um, Doc Emmerich uh, got his start there as well. And it's, it's amazing to see uh, how much he's accomplished over the course of his career. Well, you said it was a surprise for you, a surprise for me for sure. Um, given that he's uh, 74 years young and um, you know, thinking on on uh, the Canadian side of the border, Bob Cole went well into his 80s uh, before hanging up the microphone. And, um, you know, Doc Emmerich, um, I, when you think of uh, national broadcasters in the U.S., I know there's lots of teams that have their own club broadcasters, but um, I... I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying there's a pretty thin bench behind Doc Emmerich mm-hmm. on the national stage for uh, hockey broadcasting. Uh, John Forslund, mm, I, I don't, I don't think he uh, was that great during the the, the playoffs. There's Kenny Albert, who who mm-hmm. is exciting, but you think of him uh, with the New York based teams and. Uh, right. Uh, Brendan Burke, who uh, we knew from uh, AHL broadcasts and, and right. has uh, uh, worked his way up, but is is relatively green. And then uh, Gord Miller, who we know in Canada and and made the the uh, the jump uh, to NBC with uh, with some of the other, like Pierre Maguire and Bob McKenzie That's occasionally. Right. Uh, and Gord Miller is probably, uh, as far as as hockey broadcasters, the most experienced and and best of the bunch. But uh, with all that that NBC did to um, build uh, a a, stu- a full broadcast studio in Doc Emmerich's basement mm-hmm. uh, for the for this uh, uh, for the playoffs, and 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 it worked. He did, did a great he job. He did a wonderful job. Uh, and he, and there was still the chemistry with with uh, the other. Pe- uh, people that he was working with, Eddie Olchuk, um, and our uh, uh, Brian Boucher. Brian mm. Boucher down at Brian the, Boucher yeah, is a good, the Flyers folks very much enjoy mm, Brian boy. Boucher. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess uh, I, I, I guess I'm a bit surprised. But listen, a 47 year uh, broadcasting uh, career. Um, you know he's uh, he has. 
he has earned uh, the right to choose when uh, when he leaves and and uh, um, should be honored for for everything that he's done for broadcasting in the United States. It's actually very touching too to see the outpouring of um, stories and and testaments to his character and what a what a kind and gentle person he is pouring out through social media every there's no one has a bad thing to say about doc emmerich um and it's 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 very nice to see that he gets to enjoy all of those you know although he's humble and modest he gets to enjoy all of those memories and accolades and and folks lifting him up the way he should be. So uh, congratulations to Doc Emmerich. It's been a tremendous career. Uh, we'll miss hearing your voice. Um, and uh, who, well, I mean, what a way to end your career. And, you know, you called, <laughs> you called games for the NHL return to play uh, from your home studio because we're in the middle of a pandemic. That's quite memorable. Uh, something else that's going to be quite memorable this year uh, will be the World Juniors taking place uh, completely in Edmonton in a bubble um, without fans. And um, it's not starting on Boxing Day. No. It's not starting on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The IIHF has decided that in order to fit all of the games in, the preliminary round games that they need to, in one building now uh, that they need to start the world juniors on Christmas day. So spectators, you can rejoice. All of us who work in hockey media, take up your complaints with the IIHF. Uh, there are three games slated for Christmas day, starting at noon mountain time. So that'll be two o'clock Eastern. Uh, that'll be Slovakia versus Switzerland. Then at 6 Eastern, it'll be Finland versus Germany. And we'll round out Christmas Day with a 9.30 Eastern time U.S. versus Russia tilt on the first day of competition. Um, I'm going to straight out say I, I, I'm, I understand that they're probably in a scheduling crunch, but this is, this is not, for me, the way to go. Um, you know, it's... Holidays are going to be hard enough for people this year because of COVID. Um, I don't think throwing this into the mix is necessarily the best idea, but that's just my opinion. I think other people, you know, spectators will probably enjoy being able to turn it on during their holiday celebrations um, and and so forth. So we don't get to see Canada until Boxing Day. Canada will play Germany at 6 p.m. Eastern on uh, Boxing Day. And then, uh, Rick, it looks like uh, New Year's Eve could be a little fun. Canada's got a good matchup on New Year's Eve. All right. They've got Finland on New Year's Eve. And then the U.S. plays... It's always a good match. It is. And the U.S. plays Sweden on New Year's Eve. For me, I, you know, I wonder why they moved uh, the schedule backwards rather than forwards uh, to accommodate the the games. It (laughs) it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Listen, uh, uh, and and I'm not just being critical of the IAHF. Typically, um, the NBA um, has had... Uh, games on on Christmas Day, and I've mm-hmm. never liked that at all. No. And, and and not that we should be following the NBA's lead, given their 
dismal result the, this past playoffs, 70% reduction in, in, in viewership. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- the NFL occasionally when things match up has a game on Christmas day. I think there's one, uh, NFL Christmas day game this year, but listen, for millions, it's a, a religious holiday, uh, the most important religious holiday. And, and for, other millions, it's it's just a family day, and and uh, I, I I'm not I'm I'm not a big fan of this, but um, it, it's going to happen, and and I understand, like you said, there's adjustments had to be made. Uh, just to back up a bit, th- this was supposed to be um, a, a tournament that would take place in both Edmonton and Red Deer. Right um, now, without fans, uh, that. Uh, that isn't possible. So it's it's being put into uh, the same kind of bubble that uh, environment that uh, uh, hosted the the, the NHL uh, playoffs in Edmonton. That same thing will be recreated as best they can uh, for the World Juniors uh, solely in Edmonton. Now, uh, two years from now, um, the they will be back hopefully with fans in in Edmonton and Red Deer. Um, the the other thing that is kind of awkward i guess is the word is is the imbalance in the fact that um some some players are playing some leagues are playing and and others aren't we know that the q started their season some teams have had to to uh, stop playing um and uh you know the the ohl um isn't uh planning to get back until the 1st of December. The WHL isn't scheduled to start till January 8th. Um, the NCAA, it's kind of conference by conference. Uh, Europe is seems to be playing. Um, so, you know, will they, will those players have an advantage? Um, and then the other part of it is um, uh, the, the players who are usually released and for team Canada, you know, um, uh, who's who's going to be available? Is is Alexi Lafreniere going to be available? Um, yeah. Probably not, but but possibly, you know, are players like Jack Hughes or Capocacco or Kirby Doc or uh, I'm sure that Vili Hinola for from uh, Winnipeg will probably be. But all of that is going to be um, much more up in the air than it than it usually is. So lots of things to be mm-hmm. worked out yet. Um, uh, and but I, I you know this is this is a this is a tradition this is a, a tournament that uh, uh, all Canadians and and Americans are starting to uh, pick up on and and it's something that's look for look looked forward to by the hockey community every year absolutely all of that you know my grumbling aside. Do not worry. We will have you covered throughout the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. We will have extensive coverage at the AHL Report uh, with game recaps and 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 plenty of talk here on the press zone uh, before, during, and after the tournament. So we will have you covered from top to bottom on the World Juniors. But uh, could we not do it on Christmas Day? <laughs> could we just not, please? Um, all right. Well, um, before we before we let you go for the day, there is, of course, we want to leave you with a feel good finale, and I'm calling this one this week uh, Murray's Melodies. Um, Bill Murray, you gotta love him. Mm-hmm. Great movies, great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of his characters can be a bit random, and I and from what you 
hear about Bill Murray in real life is is real life Bill Murray is kind of random too. Um, and so he was once, so I found, I found this story and I, and I just made me feel good and made me appreciate Bill Murray. And there's a new movie on Apple TV, I think with him that's coming out at the end of this week, um, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, so apparently he was once in a cab and the driver told him that he loved to play the saxophone, but that he didn't have time anymore because he drives his cab 14 hours a day. And so Bill says, quote, well, when do you practice? He said, I drive 14 hours a day. So Murray then asked him, well, where's your sax? And the driver said, in the trunk. <laughs> so Murray told the cabbie, pull over and get in the back. I know how to drive a car. So he drove a cab in, in, uh, in a very famous movie. Stripes. Yes, yes he did. <laughs> He's got plenty of experience. So Bill Murray hopped in the driver's seat, started driving the cab. Cabby got in the back, started playing the sax. And Murray says, quote, not only did he play all the way to Sausalito, which is a long way, <laughs> we stopped and got barbecue. And he wound up playing in what some would call a sketchy, weird place in Oakland at 2.15 in the morning. And I was like, relax, man. You've got the bleeping horn. We're cool. <laughs> And it was great, and it made for a beautiful night. Wow. And that's my random Bill, Moore, Bill Murray feel-good finale. Just, I, I love random stuff. Like, Bill Murray's just, Bill Murray makes me smile. An experience that guy will never forget. I hope not. I hope he knew who he was driving. I hope he didn't think it was just some random weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we, we love Bill Murray. We loved it. What's your favorite Bill Murray movie? Mine? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to pick one. It really is. But mm. but Stripes is up there. I'd have to... Ghostbusters or Scrooged? Might have to... Although, Moonrise Kingdom was really good. Mm-hmm. There's Great many, movie. There's many that I like. For sure. What uh, We'd like to hear what your favorite Bill Murray movie is out there. Tweet us at the AHL Report. Tell us what your favorite bill murray movie is and why we'd like to know meatballs you know oh meatballs oh how can yes see this is caddyshack hello how do, <laughs> how could oh my gosh how could i forget caddyshack um yeah he's tremendous um so yes tweet to us at the ahl report of course while you're there be sure you're following uh, you can also find rick on twitter at all habs you can find me at flyers rule uh and rick uh for people who want to either catch up on, let's say folks did what you recommended at the top of the show, and they've shared this podcast with their friends. They were so excited that Charlie Lindgren was a guest today, and they heard that Bobby Farnham was a guest last week, and we've had Danny Briere on in, in uh, a few weeks ago, and and Brian Prop, and all sorts of Mike great, Weaver, Mike Weaver, all sorts of great guests, and they're just so excited about it that they went and they shared it with all their friends, and so all their new friends came here today and listened to this podcast, and now they want to go back and they want to hear all of those previous shows. How can they do that? How much time do you have? I got a lot of ways you can do that. Okay, get ready. Take notes. AHLReport.com. Go to the website, AHLReport.com. And uh, in addition to the articles that we have there, we have a podcast player, and you can listen to any of the, the episodes there. Also, if you go to ThePressZone.com, that's an archive just for the podcast, ThePressZone.com. Also, um, you know, whatever uh, uh, app you're using to listen to the, to the podcast on, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Castbook, uh, Radio Public, TuneIn Radio, any of those. We're on all of them. Just search for The Press Zone. And while you're there and while you're searching, search for Canadians Connection. And you'll, you'll be able to also subscribe to both of those pro- podcasts. This one uh, about, uh, as we've, we said, prospects uh, of the Canadians and the Flyers. And the Canadian-specific uh, focus podcast, that's Canadians Connection, that Joe and I do on the weekend. So lots and lots and lots of ways. And if you needed one more, Rocket Sports Radio, rocketsportsradio.com. You can get there too. Wow. I hope you were taking notes. That was a lot of ways. Main thing is, be sure you subscribe. Whatever player you're listening to this uh, podcast right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notification button so that you always know when there's a new episode. Uh, and hit that share button as well. We'd, we'd love, uh, you know, it, early Christmas uh, request would be to help us spread the word about this show. Uh, we're, we're seeing an increase in listeners every single week, so we would love to continue to see that uh, go up uh, as, you know, today was episode 146. There's lots of material for folks to catch up on, so um, be sure you're sharing. We appreciate you listening every single week, and uh, yeah, even though it's technically the off-season, we are not taking off, and uh, we'll be right back here again with you next week. Uh, we will have another great interview for you next week, another exclusive interview uh, that you won't want to miss. It's going to be a really interesting one. I, you, I think you're really going to like it. Um, and, uh, yeah, be sure you come back. Visit us again next Tuesday for the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report. See you then. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.